What's going on, everyone? I'm Chris Mattis. Uh, this is the Liberty Esports Podcast, first episode. I'm here with uh, the Liberty Esports president, Jason Garris. Jason, how's it going? Yeah, I'm doing good, Chris. Thanks. Uh, so today we wanted to just kind of cover a few bases, um, introduce everybody to the program, uh, kind of what it's about, what it offers, um, and a little bit about what's going to be coming up. So, uh, Jason, what can you tell us? Uh, I mean, just kind of clue us into Liberty Esports a little bit. Yeah, so we'll have um, the structure of the episode will kind of be pretty similar over uh, the next few episodes. We'll have kind of an update on various scores of how our different teams are doing um, when that starts in mid-September or later, depending on the game, and just to like keep a keep a record of how things are going. But to introduce myself, I'm Jason Garris. I've been the uh, president of the Liberty Gaming Club for just over a year, and I've been a one of, was one of the founding members of Liberty Esports two years ago, when it started with just a Dota 2 team, and now I'm the both the game club president and the esports uh, director. So been playing everything from Dota 2 to Overwatch to uh, PUBG to Hearthstone to Rainbow Six even. So quite a, quite a bit of like understanding of how Liberty Esports work. But I kind of just want to like go over how uh, how the uh, the program is structured uh, as a uh, kind of like an introduction to what we're doing. As we've been running for the last two years with this massive program, with almost we've had over 120 students in the past. But in some ways, it's Liberty Esports isn't really well known. So we have uh, currently 10 different games that are part of the program: uh, Dota 2, Counter Strike, Global Offensive. League of Legends, Overwatch, PUBG, Rainbow Six Siege, Rocket League, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Call of Duty, and Hearthstone. And each of these games can have one or two teams, depending on how many players we have. And they have weekly practices. They have, when the season starts, uh, weekly matches against other colleges. So we've played against names like Ohio State or uh, a lot of University of California teams or even local ones like VCU or UVA. So each each team has a manager that oversees who plays on which who plays on which roster, the A or B team, which we call uh, red or navy, as like the Liberty colors. Red being kind of the A team, navy being the the B team. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And then each each of those teams has a team captain uh, who is the one who's often making decisions in game. So what strategy are you running or what part of the map do you go to? That kind of thing. So make sure like everyone's on the same page when you're competing. And now are those captains, uh, are those captains students um, or are those people on staff? Like if, if a student uh, wants to get involved in Liberty Esports and they really take the competitive scene seriously and they want to get more involved, do they have the opportunity to become a captain? Yeah, right now everyone in the Liberties in in the esports program is in fact a student. So every everyone from myself, I've been a, this is my junior year, and we but we've have freshmen to sophomores, juniors, seniors, like all who've been players or managers or captains. Um, one thing we've added on this year is we have an official outside of the managers and captains. We have staff positions now. So Chris here has been the uh, is now being the podcast producer and but we've also have like a social media manager a graphic designer 
Um, and even something new this year uh, called the Esports Shepherd. Um, if you're a Liberty student, you'll be familiar with the Resident Shepherds, which are students who spend their time in their dorm seeing and looking after the spiritual life of students on campus. And this was something that um, I thought would be very, very useful for our athletes, our esports athletes to have access in the program in order to have someone that if they're struggling with, um, you know, various things in their life, whether it's dealing with relationships or um, struggling with how do they, how do they get along with other players? Because it's unlike say a professional team where they can just add and drop players in order to best fit the roster with, with college esports, you're kind of stuck with whatever other students also play your game. So this new esports shepherd position can um, help mediate that, those kinds of conflicts that might arise. So something I'm very excited to see happen in this uh, this coming year. But the good news is, um, as today is uh, August 19th, we will be having registration for um, playing on the teams August. 28th and 29th and this is for all of the uh this is for all the games or all all the uh different esports teams that liberty offers yeah everything except call of duty um every every the other nine games has competition in both the fall and the spring but call of duty only has competition in the spring so when we get we'll have a separate registration for um call of duty but and the reason that is is because call of duty releases a new game every year and we'll have registration once the, the next game is out and the next the season in the spring is announced. So until then, it's only the nine, um, nine games outside of Call of Duty. Um, and there's, there's also opportunities uh, where we've been looking at if, if students are interested in um, Fortnite or Apex Legends, we've been looking at the possibility of adding on teams for those as well, if students are interested. Um, but as of as of this moment, we haven't like set that as one of our games as a part of our program. Understandable. Um, so, uh, and when and when will that registration event be held? Uh, August twenty eighth. It will be at uh, five p.m. to ten p.m. on the uh, first floor of Montview, the Student Union, and then August 29th, It will be from twelve p.m. from noon to five p.m. Also in Montview, in as a part of the club fair. Um, you can, see, you can see the sheet. Um, so you were talking about uh, you were talking about the different teams and um, and just like the process of both signing up for them and and the, when their seasons are. Uh, what um, what uh, for for those teams specifically? Um, how can uh, can multiple students um, kind of be on the same team or? Um, like how 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 does the competitive structure for some of the games? Yeah, so a uh, new rule this year: um, a student can only play on a maximum of two teams. So in previous years, we've had some students who are playing some as many as three or four teams, main roster or sub. But this year, it's a hard two teams, and a part of this is and that being two different games, two different games. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So you can be on the Overwatch A team and the Rainbow Six Siege B team. Uh, red and navy but that's it no more of that so you can be on the and it can be any combination of those smash or call of duty hearthstone league of legends etc and we've set this hard rule because 
what this year, one of the requirements is that all teams must have at least one practice a week. Um, previously, as we've been kind of building and designing this, the structure of this program, so a lot of teams didn't have a regular practice schedule. And that's, and that's because as eSports has grown, uh, a lot of, some students have, of course, have other priorities. Some, of course, classes, and some we've had, like, they're on the, the swim team or the basketball team or uh, in marching band, things like that. And so at the beginning of this program, it was, it was very much like working around student schedules. But now as we're growing and establishing ourselves, uh, we're really setting a hard schedule. So with only, only allowing one player on two teams, we'll allow them to be able to give the time they need to both of those games to compete at a high level. Exactly. And, and that kind of, I mean, in, in a similar way, I, f- I feel like that values the, um, it, it values that specific game because you don't want someone on, on when, when taking esports seriously, you don't want to have someone on a team when they're having to diversify that time across three or four other games. Um, I think the, the vision for this program is to take, uh, competitive gaming and, and esports athletes uh, seriously in terms of practice time and uh, all, th- all the other work that any other a- athlete would put into their sport. Um, and so I, 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 see, I see the reason behind that. I think that's really wise that uh, the program would, um, would put that limit on players um, to kind of focus. Like, sure, maybe you play two games and Maybe Call of Duty is your focus, but you you're kind of nasty to Overwatch or something, or a, a, a situation <laughs> yeah. like, situation like that. Um, but past that, it uh, I think it's wise to have a have a system in place um, so you, you know you don't get you don't get lost in the sauce. Yeah, and our goal has always been to build a professional competitive environment. It's hard to be competitive if if you only play um, Overwatch once a week because you're playing all these your other games all the time. So it it will help with um, students being able to dedicate the time they need to excel. So um, I know we're going to go over this in a later episode, um, but give me a little bit of background as to um, I mean the C Sports program. It's from what I from what I know, being involved in really getting involved more so last semester, um, but I guess more so now. Um, when did like this whole program start? It, do- it doesn't seem to be initiated by uh, the university, but rather the student body. Um, just, I don't know, kind of kind of give the listener a little bit idea as to what happened. Yeah, so we started, um, well, really, uh, when I came on campus in the fall of 2017, um, I was really big in Dota 2. And I was looking for other, uh, other guys or girls to play with. And so I found um, one, two guys that were like also big into Dota. And we started thinking, oh, hey, maybe we could play on an actual team together. So we found two more guys and we realized, oh, hey, there's a, there's a, there's a college league for this. So we went and found uh, another friend of mine, a guy named Jaden Shaw, who was big into sports management, but also had a real passion for esports as well. So I reached out to him and was like, hey, Jaden, can you come uh, like, be a part of this esports team that I'm putting together for Dota? Let's make a college team. And he, he was super interested in that, came on board as like the founding director for Liberty Esports. And from there, he quickly added on a Counter-Strike team and a, um, 
Overwatch team, Hearthstone, and a couple, and started growing our number of games from there. And we spent, like, the first year was a huge, like, we have no idea what we're doing, we're brand new to this. And so it was kind of just, like, seeing what we can do, messing around. We we did this, like, completely separate. We At the beginning, we weren't a part of any club, didn't have any, like, Liberty faculty or staff that were a part of it. And it wasn't until the spring of 2018 uh, we got in contact with the current president of the the president at the time of the Liberty's Gaming Club, which Liberty had actually had a gaming club for like five or six years, and so we connected with him, and he kind of adopted our esports program at that point into the club, and then the next year he graduated. After that spring, he graduated, um, and because of some unfortunate circumstances with his replacement officer that he had had planned. They ended up needing someone else entirely to be the club president. So they reached out to me and it was like, hey, Jason, you've been doing well with this esports program. Can you run the whole club? Which I was kind of intimidated at it by that at the time because the gaming club is the largest SGA club on campus, um, has more students in it than any other club. But I dived into it uh, headfirst, uh, made a whole bunch of mistakes the first semester because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but by last, last spring, really, uh, we've been able to do tons of stuff with running events and having teams and getting more players, doing a lot of advertising, um, uh, even traveling. We've gone to, uh, George Mason. We sent a smash team for a tournament they had there, sent a team to, um, Old Dominion in Norfolk, had them play in League of Legends and Hearthstone, sent, uh, two teams to... University of Tennessee Knoxville for an event called Volan in Overwatch and Rainbow Six Siege. Do they um, have a COD bracket as well? Yeah. COD tournament? Uh, we, can maybe, we can touch on that in another episode, but Jade and I, as of, while we were working on this, also started up the College Call of Duty League. Yeah, that's something and, we'll cover later. So earlier you, you were saying um, that uh, the gaming club uh, was and I guess is the biggest SGA club, um, SGA being Student... Student Government Association. Student Government Association. Um, and so while that, while that might be true in terms of how many people are signed up, is that also true in uh, weekly attendance, um, kind of interaction with the student body here at Liberty? Yeah. Well, so e- each club is kind of different in how attendance works. Um the, the gaming club, but we have so many different pieces with esports and just the casual gaming community to the tabletop community, you know, like groups playing Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or just board games, that the attendance at like the weekly club meetings um, is only maybe a fourth of the entire club that's involved. Because like the esports teams, many of them don't go to the regular club, they just weekly practice and weekly competition. While the tabletop community, there will be groups of four or five or six who will meet and play together, um, as but as separate from the like the main game gaming club meeting. Gotcha. And so it kind of differs in the sense that some of these um, the guys who the guys and girls who are in um, the the esports side of Liberty's gaming entity um, are kind of doing at least now their own thing either in their dorms or apartments, training with each other online, uh, practicing and competing on a weekly basis rather than going to the club um, 
the club destination that is for each week. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. So we had last year, there was about 100 to 120 students who were part of the esports teams. And then there was easily another 50 to 100 that were just a part of the, the, the casual gaming community that came to the weekly events that played Dungeons & Dragons or whatever. So there's all of those things put together makes us the largest club. Ah, I understand. Um, and so you said there's 100 to 120 uh, people involved or actively playing in the esports program? Yeah, as all... Uh, either main roster or sub players. Sub players, um, okay. Because a your normal, it, the number of players per team varies from game to game. League of Legends and Dota have five players. Overwatch has six. Rocket League or Hearthstone only have three. So in Smash is just one v ones. So from put, but all that put together with having two Overwatch rosters last year, um, with Red and Navy, they both had six main players and then two subs. So that's 16 players total right there. And then League of Legends had three rosters. So, and I think they had at least one sub for each. So that's another 18. So with just those two games right there, that's over 30 players. Wow. And so, um, tell it, I mean, you play these games. Um, and you have been on these teams yourself uh what uh what what games do you play um what games have you played competitively for liberty's esports teams yeah so this year i'm playing overwatch and i'm kind of deciding if i'm going to play on the dota 2 ge- team yeah see i thought you um, were a dota player i it's kind of interesting because i love dota it's been my favorite game for like six years um but the this is a whole and, long conversation real real quick question to interject uh What's the main difference between Dota and League of Legends? As, as, as a person who doesn't play MOBAs, um, uh, what is that, what's that kind of difference? Um, there's a, there's a, a lot of nuances in the difference, but Dota is more complex in a lot of its game mechanics, uh, which, kind of, which kind of makes it harder to play. Um, and, the de- and the developers have like different design philosophies for like how they balance characters and things like that. So it, it's, it's a lot of nuances in how they're different, but there's, there's the same style, like, um, let's say like call like any, like shooters, like Call of Duty and Rainbow Six I understand. are very similar because they're both first person shooters, but they have different very nuances. Different mechanics. So you were saying that you, you're on the Overwatch team, um, but you love Dota. It's been your favorite game for six years. Where are we going yeah. with that? So with with Dota, it's the college scene is much smaller in North America. Dota is very popular in Asia, uh, Europe, um, and like Southeast Asia, but it's not as popular in the U.S. So the over the Overwatch team is a lot. Um, there's a lot more players. There's a lot more interest. The college the competitive scene is much larger in America. So I've kind of been thinking through if maybe it's worth putting more time into Overwatch to support a larger scene. Um, so I'm kind of thinking through that, but those are like the two main games in the past. I've been a sub for, uh, Hearthstone, Rainbow Six Siege and player on battlegrounds. Um, definitely not the best player on those teams, but like good enough that if they have an emergency and they need someone, I can fill in for them. And that, that and I had the opportunity to play on the, uh, on the Call of Duty team. Uh, the Navy... T- no, I was a sub for the red team. I only got the chance to play once, and it, it was that kind of situation where, I, you know, I was good enough to 
help out had mm-hmm. they needed me, and they did one time, but uh, definitely not um, definitely not as good as the the guys who grind that all the time. Um, so you've made the decision to kind of play Overwatch to support a bigger scene and and sacrifice the the game you love. Yeah. So those those other three games, I'm not playing those competitively anymore. I'll stick I'll still I'll still pick them up to have some fun funs fun with friends. Yeah. But Overwatch is like my main focus, and it kind of we'll see is like as the program grows, it'll probably eventually come to a time where I have to drop all games entirely because just the responsibilities of running the whole program will be too much to also be trying to play. Yeah. Because I mean th- this this year is a very interesting year for me because. I got a job in Liberty's IS department um, to help pay for tuition. And so I'm working 40 hours a week in that while I'm still a full-time student taking 12 credits this semester while also trying to play on this team and run the whole esports program. It's a lot of gaming club. So it's, it's a whole, it's a whole lot of stuff to, uh, to juggle. But as long as, as long as it's like, as long as I'm able to do the best work that I can to build up the program and like give, the most amount of opportunities to students to um, compete, but also have fun, make friends, and also possibly like, grow career opportunities. Because this is this this esports program is not just like playing games and having fun, but for like for some of the people that want to be they want to go into esports and they want to be team managers or they want to maybe some of them are good enough to go pro. They they can kind of get that experience they need in order to understand what a team dynamic looks like. They can get that from the college scene. And then, of course, all the various staff. It's more, it, there's tons of opportunities for, um, like, building up your experience. And you can say, oh, I was the graphic designer for Liberty Esports for two, three years. Here's all the stuff that I made for them. And as, as a part of all this, all of these various positions, managers, captains, all this stuff, get CSER, Community Service Credit, which is one of the things Liberty requires to, all students must complete uh, 20 hours of community service per semester that they attend Liberty. So all these guys is one of the uh, strengths of being a, a an SGA club is that I can offer CSER to all of my officers. So it's it's not just playing games; it's building career opportunities, and experience, and helping students graduate all at the same time. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I think I think this program has uh, I think this program has a lot of potential. I think Liberty is beginning to kind of see that and i think uh i think i think some great things are going to come out of this uh and this podcast um just informing the the public on what they want to know uh in terms of liberty esports uh that's going to be all our time for today uh if you are interested in us exploring any kind of uh any topics regarding liberty esports um i'm sure in the coming in the coming weeks we will set up a way for 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 us to handle those requests um probably through our uh probably through the liberty esports discord is uh the way that you can um it is the way that you can connect with the program um i know that that is available for all students um it's just public out there it's on the twitter correct yeah so you can either find the liberty esports twitter or um Go to Discord, and uh, the invite link is discord.gg slash Liberty Esports. And you can just type that into your browser or add it, um, enter it into Discord. All right, man. Well, uh, Jason, thank you so much for uh, 
<laughs> hosting your podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, we will be back again uh, very soon uh, to talk a little bit more in depth about the history of esports, uh, hopefully with our good friend Jaden. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll try and get that all together. But uh, thank you so much for giving us a listen. Uh, this has been uh, episode one of the Liberty Esports Podcast, signing off. Thank you.